You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of you guessed it independent waters with me your host mikey manfredi and with me as always the co-host of independent waters zach batista zach how are you doing buddy i'm doing great i just came off of a nice arm workout today i'm tired as hell but it also chill and i'm also in the mood to get my adrenaline pumping freaking out over some amazing wrestling you getting zacked over there buddy yes <laughs> Yes, I'm getting zacked over here. For, getting uh, zacked, baby. I got some good. I, I found a couple. I found some good matches. One I wasn't expecting the type of match for it to be, but I I can't complain. I also found some good matches. I have a match here uh, with two people I have never heard of or seen before, so I'm very excited to get into it that was one. The best. All right, though the little hidden gems are like you know, like mm-hmm. I don't know either of these people, but let's do it. Exactly. All right, so I got one of those today that I'm very excited to share. Uh, who started off last week? I believe you did. So, Zach, why don't you kick us off with your first match of the week, buddy? Oh, boy. All right. Let's get right into it. Going into the first match that I picked from, I decided that I wanted to find another Josh Alexander match in my life. Mm -hmm. For those of you that aren't aware or maybe don't watch or listen to the podcast as much, we went to the Collective a couple weeks ago. Was it a month at this point? I I don't remember. Um, and we saw a lot of independent wrestlers. A lot of them really showed off some really impressive stuff. One man in particular, the walking weapon, Josh Alexander, impressed me a lot. So I was like, I want to see more of this man in my life. So I looked up, I looked around online, and I found a match of Josh Alexander versus Adam Brooks at AA Pro, AAW Pro. Mm-hmm. This is a... AAW, interesting. All right. AAW Pro. Okay. Uh, the event was called... Take No Prisoners, from what I am reading here. Okay. It happened last year. Cool. So I, the, the match came on, and uh, commentary was nice enough to announce that this is Josh Alexander's actual return to AAW since leaving. He was a tag champion, heavyweight champion, and he then left to do other promotions as such, and this was his returning match. Okay. And I believe Adam Brooks was a more established person in the current roster of AAW, so it's kind of like the veteran coming back going against the uh, the new blood i guess is how i got the vibe from this match okay so to start this match off and if you know what josh alexander looks like he is a mountain of a man and brooks in this match is a more skinnier individual he's in a, i don't think he's about his height but he isn't as beefy as him josh, so, josh alexander part of the north and impact with uh yep ethan page oh such a good tag team so match starts off and immediately josh just kind of chucks brooks across the ring and then Brooks kind of outsmarts Alexander by, like, he does this cool spot where, like, Alexander's got is grabbing his wrist, right? Okay. You know how usually wrestlers, like, kind of, like, 
spin the arm around and get you behind their back to like turn the wrist lock around yes brooks does this kind of cool thing where he like he turns alexander's hands inside out and then he puts his feet onto his hands and he's stuck there and brooks like ha gotcha <laughs> and then he uh puts him into a headlock and uh i was just like all right i'm like all right power versus speed it's a common thing i see here on independent waters a lot so let's see what they can bring so <laughs> so uh, eventually alexander uh, gets brooks off of him right okay and he res- responds with a thunderous chop that what i've written here is that brooks is left shaken okay. like it's just kind of like he just rocks his core and then the two kind of just slap each other a few more times before they you know wrestle a bit more there's a uh, nice sequence where let's see Oh yes, Brooks does the Orange Cassidy pin. You know, you know what I'm talking. Uh, the one where he um, the mouse trap. Arm. Yes, the mouse trap. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't figure out the name of this when I was writing this down. And uh, Alexander kicked out. He then hit, and then Brooks hits a fantastic Hurricane Rana. If I recall correctly, um, Alexander is able to fully flip and land directly on his back. It looked really nice. It was a Whoa. snap to it. Yeah, I was like, damn, for a Hurricane Rana. I'm like, all right. Uh, let's see. Brooks then maintains control for the most part with Alexander somewhat responding for a bit before he uh, eats a leg lariat in the face. A leg lariat. Yes, that is what commentary described it as. It's I like I like the, the term leg lariat. Mm-hmm. It's just like a... I like the distinction when it was like a clothesline you walk into, but a lariat runs into you. I like to imagine just someone's leg just runs into you and just knocks you over. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those like side, like those like jumping sidekicks, right? Like exactly. Yes. With the, the inside of your leg or the mm-hmm. backside. That's of That's actually yeah. yeah. That's exactly what he did. That's really good analogy. Yeah, for it. It, it reminds because because it, it, I remember that move in the the WWE games when I was making custom move sets and stuff. I remember oh that yeah, that was always one of my favorites because it just looks so cool. mm Hmm. All right, so then I have here that Alexander then gets hit, again hits it into Gurry, and Brooks then actually is able to almost roll him up. But unfortunately for him, once uh, Al- um, Alexander breaks out, Brooks goes to the lariat again, right? Except Alexander knows he's going to do it, so he catches him in the air and then just plants him with a backbreaker. Looked nasty, but I loved it. So then Alexander was in firm control of this match at this point on. Next big spot is he, um, oh, that's it. So commentary described it as a fireman's carry slam, which is what uh, Alexander hits him with. But then, so the best way to describe it is, you know, you get someone in like a fireman's carry position, right? Mm-hmm. And then you like flip forward and land and put them fate and down on the mat. Okay. What happened was is that as he was sitting there with his arms still kind of attached, Brooks then pulled him over and almost rolled him up with like a crucifix style pin. Okay. Which Alexander then kicked out of, obviously. And then he just destroyed him with a backbreaker into a reverse suplex combo onto Brooks that looked brutal. But it's Alex, Josh Alexander. Everything looks brutal. Yeah, that's fair. He's a he's a very big lad. Very big, very 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 big lad, lad who who does a lot of big slams. Mm-hmm. Alexander then grinds Brooks down to a headlock until Brooks breaks free and hits Alexander with a flatliner into the turnbuckle. He then hits, takes control of the mat with a series of kicks, uh, going from a super kick to a running kick to the face. He then follows it up by jumping out to the outside, hitting an enziguri on Alexander's face, and then hitting a slingshot stunner into a fantastic-looking Cornado DDT. Okay. Again, though, Brooks tries to get cocky, and he tries to do it again, except Alexander is prepared for it, and he just kind of muscles out of it by throwing him over his back. <laughs> I was just like, all right, yeah, that's the way to just counter DT. Just chuck the guy over your back. Go for it. Fair. 
Uh, then uh, Brooks goes for a drop kick, but Alexander gets him into an ankle lock. And it looked, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, he might actually. I'm like, is he gonna tap? I'm like, there's no shot, right? And thankfully, for once in the show, when I said there's no shot they'll ever do this, it didn't actually happen. <laughs> it did actually happen. You didn't jinx it. <sighs> Every time, man. <laughs> so at this point, then there's this cool little sequence where um, Alexander has Brooks in the ankle lock, but Brooks is kind of turned over onto his back, and whereas most times wrestlers like they kind of put both their feet and they kick their opponent off and they let go of the ankle lock. Yeah, no, Brooks just kicks Alexander in the face. Like, <laughs> just kicks him in the face. And Alexander's you know, just staring him down. You know, that's effective. Mm-hmm. And Alexander's just staring him down, just eating these shots to the face. Not letting go, by the way. Damn. And if I recall this correctly, he gets so angry that what he does is he then goes, grabs Brooks by both his legs, hoofs him up with a like deadlift, hoofs him up, and then just plants him into the mat with a powerbomb. Wow. Brooks kicks out of it, but it looked like I was like, oh, I was like, like I hope you're okay there. <laughs> Alexander That's then crazy. hits some nasty strikes onto Brooks before Brooks then gets out of a slam of his. The two then fight for control in the corner, exchanging strikes, counters a variety, ending with Brooks hitting Alexander with a poison Rana. Okay, which looked great. Alexander then gets to, uh, is then forced onto the apron where Brooks follows it up with a Canadian destroyer onto the apron because fuck it if you're gonna poison Ronnie you might go the op the reverse of it and just do a Canadian destroyer. <laughs> so Brooks not wanting to lose momentum hits what commentary called a fo- a Fosbury flop over the top a- rope. A- excuse me. The best way to describe it is like you know when you see someone running towards the rope he then turned around and then flipped backwards over the top rope. That's wild. Also, yep. I love the name of the move. The Fosbury Flop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then, uh, oh, yeah, one That's thing so I wouldn't goofy. note. The, exactly. But I like it. It's, it's, it's different. Mm-hmm. So the thing that I, I forgot to mention here is that the crowd is quite close to the ring. So when he jumps onto Alexander, he jumps into the crowd over the barricade. Jesus. Wipes him out. Okay. He then chucks um alexander back into the ring and hits him with a meteora which alexander literally bounced off the canvas after he got hit on like gets forced down onto it by the knees okay. doesn't get brooks the win though i was surprised by that actually i was like oh shit I yeah like, okay. i bet <laughs> uh he then hits a uh brooks then goes up to the top rope again but when he tries to go for a swanton alexander gets his knees up on him okay he then heads up heads to the apron on the outside and uh Brooks tries to spear him while he's on the uh, apron on the outside because at this point Alexander's recovering from eating all those moves from before. Makes so sense. then Alexander, as Brooks got his head out on the apron, is just like, "Oh, I can just knee this dude in the face." He just knees him right in the face, then picks him up out of the ring and then just like, strongest slams him onto the apron. I like that. Just like, oh, I can just slam just him. Fucking slam his ass. You know, before actually last week I talked about the spot where they did like the girl, the one um. Oh my god, the um, the oh my god, the Lacey Luck match from last week where like they picked the one up, the um, where uh, Valentine picked Lacey up and dropped her on the apron. I said it didn't have that much impact, unfortunately. Yeah, this one had the opposite because Alexander stood on the apron and then just jumped backwards and dropped the guy onto the apron. Jesus, sucked most certainly. Yeah, and then the that... worst part was. Brooks is getting up, and he's sat on the apron, and Alexander just hits him with a crossbody by jumping through the bottom and middle rope. Okay. Knocks him to the ground, goes for his finisher, but uh, Brooks actually rolls him up, and unfortunately for him, actually, Alexander kicks him out, because at this point then, Alexander's about, just about done with Brooks. Mm-hmm. Brooks tries to fight back by countering a ripcord by, by hitting uh, Alexander with a running knee in the face. 
Alexander then lariates him, turning him inside out before hitting with the double underhook pile driver, which is his finish, and Brooks kicked out of it. What? I, that was my reaction. I was like, what? It's like, bullshit. That's wild. You dead. There's no shot. You're supposed to be dead. So I assume Alexander had a similar decision because Brooks then spat at him as he was on his knees and said, come on, hit me. Jesus. So Alexander is kind of gives him the look in my eyes of like, this bitch. He knees this him in the face, picks him up, one rolling elbow, a second rolling elbow in the face, then puts him up in a, a tombstone, does a spinning tombstone, and pins him. Wow. Wild match. Mark out. Yeah, Easy. that sounds insane. And I loved I loved this match. I love that Brooks played the underdog of like getting his stuff in. And like Alexander looks strong here, but Brooke took a lot of punishment. And for him to get as good a shot as he did on Alexander, I was impressed with both these guys. Yeah, it sounds like it was a crazy match. Oh, I was so happy that it was a good match, too, because I was just like, I'm like, give me a good Alexander match, please. <laughs> just, please that's all I want. just once. I watched this man go against Kylie Ray and had an amazing match. I'm like, just give me another one. Yeah, that, I was, was, a, that was not disappointed. Whew. Oh, I'm already amped, and I haven't even gotten <laughs> to the long match yet. All right. Well, now that we got one mark out out of the way, let's get into quite possibly another mark out with this match that I watched from Riptide Wrestling. All right. Ooh, oh, Riptide's so good. Riptide Wrestling, baby, going back to the old, well, one of our favorites. So we got so, Riptide Wrestling. We got two names, of, two new names for me. We got TK Cooper taking on mm-hmm. Candy Floss. I've actually, I don't know where I heard it, but I've heard Candy Floss's name. Before. This isn't this is an intergender match. Okay. Uh, can, so this match is is billed as power versus technical. Candy, power Flo- versus technical. Candy Floss is a very technical wrestler. Uh, she is very good at putting in submission holds, and she knows a lot of submission holds. Meanwhile, okay. TK Cooper is very hard hitting, very heavy, heavy impact, very a lot of slams, mm-hmm. a lot of throwing his weight around. You know, he's not that big uh, of a guy. Okay. He's not that big of a guy, but like you know. Oh, I just looked up where she is. I actually know where I've seen her from. She's on NXT UK, or she was. I don't know if she still is. Oh, interesting. I didn't know Sorry that actually. That. Yeah, I was at least sitting there. I was like that name. I'm like I've heard so, that name because I because it's like it's not a name you hear every day. Yeah. So this match takes place. At Riptide at the event called Deep Six. Deep Six? Deep Six. Uh, This match starts off with Candy Floss getting the upper hand, actually. She she goes right on the attack to TK Cooper, puts him in submission holds, different locks. She wrestles him to the ground. And then TK Cooper almost decides he wants to leave the match because because Candy Floss is cheating, (laughs) quote-unquote. Uh, he's like, he's, he's, he like leaves the ring and he's like standing on the, you know how they have like the stage in Riptide instead of like an engine ramp? Yeah. He's like, he's like going off stage and he's like, she's cheating. Uh, ref, she's cheating. I don't want this bad. She's a cheater. She out wrestled me. She's cheating. Literally. Um, TTK is basically being your average cocky dickhead the whole match. Like, he's like, I'm too good for this match. I beat, he's like, I've beat some of Riptide's finest. I don't need this match. You know? Okay. But eventually, he does get the upper hand. Uh, TK TK just starts throwing his weight around, hitting huge slams, just beating beating down Candy Floss, really just try like stopping any momentum she's getting, and just of course really beating her down. Um, there is one crazy spot where they're both up on like the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and earlier Candy Floss had tried to hit a backbreaker. Okay. And she, you know, you know how like you get on their shoulders and like pull them down. Yeah. So she chose to do that, but then TK Cooper kind of like squats and like catches her. Oh. Okay. And doesn't go down. And just runs her into the post. Ooh. Yeah, and just slams her into the turnbuckle. So Damn. Okay, okay. Then they get up on the the top rope again. Mm-hmm. Uh but this but Candy Floss like reverses whatever TK was gonna do, and she hits a backstabber off the top rope. Holy shit. Yeah, that was crazy. Um and then after that they're battling again in the ring, and uh, at one point, Candy Floss goes over the ropes, but not, like, out. Like, she's just, like, standing on the apron. Mm-hmm. And uh, TK Cooper, like, brings her in. Almost yeah. like, like you know how Randy Orton's thing is? Yeah, the DDT. E- except it wasn't that. he. She was on her back, okay. and she was, like, holding the ropes. She was, like, in between oh. the, the, the top and second rope, and she was, like, hanging there, right? Okay. Like she And she was just, like, hanging there. And then TK Cooper... Goes on the second rope, mm-hmm. mind you, second rope. He doesn't even like, he doesn't even like jump to the second rope and like stay there. He like runs, steps up to the second rope, turns around, and does a four fifty leg drop. <laughs> Hold on, I was uh, like, sorry, what? <laughs> so did you have you mistaken yourself? You said four fifty leg drop when he had about a couple feet of air to do. That. Yeah, yeah, you heard me. <laughs> what? He, like, he, like, didn't even, like, he didn't, like, go up to the top and, like, balance there and then do it. He literally just, like, he made it look so casual. I swear to God. He, like, stepped up onto the second, like, he just stepped up onto the second rope. And he's just, like, like, and flip leg drop. And I was, like, wait, hold, you just did what now? (laughs) Exactly. It's, like, I'm sorry. I can't even do a front flip correctly and you can just do that with that. All right. It looked so casual. It was wild because it was so wild to me because the whole time he looked like he was a very power-heavy guy. Like, he was throwing her around. Hitting her with hard hitting moves, like big slams, big strikes, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's just like, and four fifty leg drop, no big deal. Damn. I was like, oh what? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. And then after that he hits like a scissor kick where he looks like he jumps like freaking with moon gravity on. He gets so high in the <laughs> air and just goes boom and just right on the back of Candy Floss's neck Ooh. takes her out. And Damn. then and then the dude has the audacity to freaking get up, do a moonsault. Uh, she, he does a moonsault. Candy gets her knees up. But Candy yeah. doesn't get up, right? So she, she gets her knees up, and TK's like, oh, he, like, hurt himself. And yeah. then he like, he, like, real quickly, like, shakes it off and then just does a running shooting star. Oh. I was like, what did you just do? It's like, excuse me? <laughs> like, th- like, all of a oh, sudden. I'm so hurt. Yeah, no, all of a so. sudden. All of a sudden. This guy went from, like, oh, he's a striker, he's a brawler, grappler, to just, like, oh, he could do high-flying stuff, too. Like, a lot of it. Like, he's not just the one, like, he's he's 450s, moonsaults, shooting, standing shooting stars. I was like, what are you, where did you get this from? It's insane. Oh, and Sick then, and then, there's a, and then there's another top rope move. Just a gigantic avalanche Spanish fly from TK Cooper. To Jesus which... Christ. After all of this, Candy Floss kicks out. That's ins- wait, she <laughs> shit. She tough. Candy Floss kicks out after all that. These two were absolutely throwing everything they had it. Like they pulled. Like when when I say they pulled out all the stops, there was no more. Mo- I, there, I swear, there's no more moves left for them to pull. Even 
You've exhausted was, all your moves. It was wild. And then TK gets her up, gets up Candy Floss and hits her with a pile driver. Ooh. And she kicks out at one. One? <laughs> at one. After all of what I just said. Hits her with Bullshit. a pile driver. <laughs> Fuck and it. then Candy kicks out at one. Uh, but then after that, uh, TK does hit a, a brain buster to win the match. Uh, one, Ooh, two, wow. three. Valiant Ends effort it. by Candy. Valiant effort by Candy Flaw. She had a lot of great, a lot of great moves and a lot of great offense in this match. A lot of great submissions in this match. There was a lot of points where it looked like TK was just like very, very close to tapping out because mm-hmm. there was a lot of times because she was she was working. A thing I didn't really mention, uh, she was working his arm this whole match, mm-hmm. and she kept getting him in this one submission where like both of his arms were back and she had him in like a cross face and he was like on the ground. Oh, okay. It was wild. Uh, it looked real brutal, hmm. and I'm surprised he didn't tap. But all in all, this match was like I was like I was like into this match like kind of. I was like, all right, this is this is a pretty good match. This is cool. And then TK Cooper decided to just be like, hey, guess what? I'm a luchador now, and just start doing crazy back like crazy shit and i was like where did this all come from and it absolutely bl- it, that that put me over the edge i give this match a mark out it's awesome oh my god the sudden shift just to just, to just just like how just how how off guard i got caught by all of that high flying moves is what mm. really got me i was like all right this is power versus submission let's go and then it was like four fit oh yeah what about a 450 a moonsault what about a standing shooting star how about a f- avalanche fly off the top like oh uh, what it's insane where did That's you pull insane. all this from it's illegal <laughs> yeah like i was just watching he was cheating <laughs> you sir need to learn about the laws of gravity tk, TK cooper in the middle of the match just put in a bunch of cheat codes and turned on moon gravity uh, Sounds great. But yeah, TK Cooper ends up winning this match uh, to the chagrin of the audience who booed him off the stage, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, uh, before he before he leaves the ring, uh, it, it looks like it looks like they're setting up for like that handshake spot where he's like, he's like looking of at course. her. He's like looking at her. He's looking at the crowd. He like gets up slowly. He like looks at Candy on the ground. But then he turns around and wipes his feet at her and then leaves the ring. Uh, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, you baited me! I thought we were about to get like the Classic. all right, all right, good, all right, GGS, you know, GGS." No, was, but no, nah, we he, got. He, he was like, he, "Nah, he, he didn't hit the GGS. He went GG easy." And I was gonna say GG easy and was gone. <laughs> he got him. He got him with the GG easy and left. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It sounds uh, but something. yeah, this this match was awesome. Uh, Riptide always, always. I feel like Riptide always delivers. Uh, I gave this ma- I gave this match a mark out for me. It was really good. These two really hooked me on this match. It was so it was so so good. Uh, and if you watch the video of the match, it it has uh, like a minute promo from each of them before the match starts. So oh, that that okay. that helped that helped me get into it a little bit. It helped help the help with the match build a little bit. You know, that helps a lot. Oh, yeah. I was like when they it, it like, like it like painted the picture of the story of um, TK Cooper being this guy who beat, like, the top guys Riptide had to offer, right? Like, he mm-hmm. beat a lot of, like, their top talents, like, in one big match. And gotcha. he's like, he's like, Candy Floss? Psh, what is this? This is nothing to me. Garbage. And then Candy Floss was like, listen, don't underestimate me, because I will break your arms off. And I was like, hell yes, dude. 
break all your arms. Yeah, so it was like it was like one of those very uh, very typical like cocky heel thinks he's too good for this match, and she's this is like a pushover of a competitor. But then the competitor is a really big underdog and really mm-hmm. brings it and almost wins a few times. Uh, it was really good. The promos were really good. The match was really good. So I give this one a mark out for me. Nice, makes sense. Yeah. All right. So what do we got for your second match of the night? Oh boy. All right. So. I wanted some more AR Fox in my life when I was deciding matches because I was like, I haven't seen an AR Fox match in a decent amount of time. Last I saw was the match you had me watch. With Josh Briggs. Yes. So the match I found, because I didn't want just a normal match, so I wanted to find like another stip match because like one of the things I've, after last week's Queen of Insanity match, I was like, Indie Wrestling has such cool gimmick matches that I was like, let me, I'll, I'll look for something I haven't usually see. So what I got here for you is Ace Romero versus AR Fox at Limitless Wrestling in okay. a Fans Bring the Weapons match. Uh, I'm sorry, a what? <laughs> a Fans Bring the Weapons match. Is that exactly what it sounds like? Yeah. Okay. Match starts out. Both guys are in the in their respective corners. Commentary is kind of putting over that like this is kind of like a the finale of a feud between these two. Okay. Like, AR Fox has helped Romero really pick up his game lately, and Romero is like a couple win- It's like they each have like a win over each other, I think. Mm. Uh, fun little thing about this match that I thought was interesting is that AR Fox is actually the heel in this match. Interesting. I know. Even the commentaries were like, that is a, uh, that is a rare sight to see for him to be the heel. Okay. So... <laughs> So going so this match starts and right off the bat you can see that the ring is literally scattered about with a variety of your average Home Depot stock department, something from the grocery store maybe, and some hardware store. Okay. So let me give you some examples of some weapons scattered around this ring. Please do. A rake, a spatula, a Great. tennis racket, Great. a satellite Great. dish. Awesome. <laughs> a pineapple, a bowling ball, light tubes, kendo sticks. Classic. Beer cases and a golf club, and there is so much more that I literally can't That's, list them all off. That is a wild list. There was like some basic stuff in there. You're like light tubes, kendo sticks, but then you were like bowling ball, rake, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, all right. The mat. It's literally like tennis racket. Exactly, fucking tennis racket. I like. Also, I like. I like. I really like the person who was like, shit. Oh, uh, what do I bring to this match? Uh, uh, and they just went into their kitchen. Was like a spatula. Exactly. Like perfect. This will work. <laughs> actually, you know what's a better way to describe it? It's like someone you took, you take Home Depot and a garage sale and an <laughs> office building, and you just put them together. And someone was like, "Ah, they Did just brought that to the match." Well, a spatula, uh, a stapler, uh, <laughs> flowers, paperclip. Exactly. <laughs> Though there, I will say there is one thing on the outside that you I immediately saw that caught my attention for a split second before I then the match then got it away and I forgot about it for a little bit. What was it? Outside on the table, there is my bad. I just somewhat said it. Outside of the ring, there is a table. Okay. But on top of the table is a contraption of light tubes that are all taped together. In total, there are oh thirty-five light tubes God. taped together in a square and then a X across the top. If I recall correctly. Oh, that's so rough. And oh, I looked at that, and no. I was like, when I picked this match, because I also picked this match with a stipulation, I thought to myself, all right, this will probably be like a fun, hardcore-esque match. Maybe some fun, like, maybe some comedy spots here and there. Maybe We're some, in like... deathmatch territory, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. And, uh, they got the light me, tubes, the light tube table. Mm-hmm. So, I like, also it. like the, the pineapple. 
the pineapple. Can't wait, can't yeah. wait to see how they use that if they do. <laughs> All right, so we'll start the match. This match gets starts off with uh, Fox dominating for a little bit because of his agility. He, like, kicks Romero in the face. He tries to, like, hit Romero tries to, like, power him out. And at one point, I think, like, he knocks Pox down. But, like, Fox tries to hit him with one of the spatulas, I think, that I mentioned before. But he gets the upper hand and knocks Romero to the outside. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, there's an awkward spot where you could tell the two of them need to set up because Fox literally motions Romero to get closer to him. Because mm-hmm. um, he did the, uh, you know the low main rain that he does where he like jumps on the, like he jumps on the rope on the outside and then he flips inside out and lands on his opponent? Yes. Well, the best way to describe it for those, for some of you that know it, is basically like imagine someone flipping, but they kind of turn themselves inside out and then land on their opponent on their back. Whoa. He did that off the ropes on the towards the outside, and I can understand why you want Romero to be in time, because if he didn't, he would have literally landed back first after bouncing <sighs> off the ropes. Yikes. And if you know A.R. Fox, he gets hella height when he jumps, so... Yeah. But thankfully, Romero got in position, so it worked. It was just a little bit awkward. I think if I recall correctly, Fox grabbed a beer can from a fan and hit Romero over the head with it. Then Romero uh, starts to chase after him, and then Fox brains him with the toaster. (laughs) He brains him. (laughs) Yep, just hits him right in the face with the toaster. You then see a rock band guitar on the apron, and he just smashes that over his head. This is Fox on Romero, and then he does a little guitar solo, and apparently that's what uh, Fox did in one of their earlier matches to him. Mm-hmm. And first off, let me just say, getting hit over the head with a fucking Guitar Hero guitar hurts like a motherfucker. Ha- someone who's been hit? Like, Wait, just... time out, time out. I've stopped the podcast. <laughs> Stop the podcast right now in its tracks. Zach, I need to hear the story of why why you know what it's like to get hit with a guitar hero guitar. Um being a kid, you get a little rough with your siblings. We were messing around with the guitar hero guitar. Uh actually wait, no, hold on. Just for the cut for this, because I remember it. I was playing with rock band, right? Okay. I'm jamming out. You know you with rock band guitar with a guitar, you have to like hit the guitar up to actually, like, you know, activate the star power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went too hard, and I hit myself in the face with it. <laughs> and it didn't bleed, but it hurt. So for, yeah, him to yeah. imagine... so for him to get hit over the head with this, I was like, that fucking hurts, man. I was like, <laughs> I was like why? I like that you're... I like that you're equating hitting yourself in the face by accident to someone slamming it over your head. I can... Those things are heavy, too, man. Like, that's... Yeah, right? Oh, Oof, it must have been... I like... I love... I love the idea of a fans... Fans bring the weapons match because people are just gonna get creative. Okay, real quick. Right now. What's up? Sorry, sorry to interrupt again. If you were to take place in a fans bring their own... Fans bring the weapons match, what are you bringing? I would bring... Hmm. I would bring... If I'm looking in my room right now with what I'm I have, doing the same thing, I'm like looking around my room. I have I from Secret Santa that we had, I have an Elsa bust in my room that's like a piggy bank. I would give them that. Interesting. Okay. It's a white elephant gift that I'm not allowed to throw out, so she just sits on my desk and just stares <laughs> off into space. Just there. Okay. I would probably bring Probably like my probably like my box fan that I have in my room. Mm-hmm. Just because I want to oh. see how they would use it. Uh, <laughs> fun fact. Either that or like, or like this weird thing I got from IKEA that's like a monkey riding a llama. Mm. That was in the clearance section of IKEA, and I couldn't <laughs> help myself. 
Oh, man. Well, yeah. anyway, continue. I'm sorry. It's funny that enough, you mentioned... Enough the, tangents. It's funny that you mentioned the box, the box fan here. Oh, did someone Romero, bring one? Yes. Let's go! And Romero <laughs> took it as Fox was running towards him, and he just smashed his head over... Smashed it over his head. He, like, dented the Jesus. inside of the box fan. I would I, like to see... I would like to see, like, a comedy spot with that, where someone, like, takes the front panel off and then turns the fan on. <laughs> and then like puts like someone's like head in it or something or like their that'd fingers be, that'd be pretty interesting I, 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 I'd be down to see how that could go yeah right so Romero now gets control of a bit over Fox he like throws Fox in the crowd he sits him in a chair he then grabs a plastic wiffle ball bat and he <laughs> nice. goes to hit him over the head with it he whiffs Fox takes it smashes it over his head I guess head that's too. why they call it a wiffle ball bat oh, oh my god Whoo! wow I love and hate that pun right now <laughs> Bada bing. <laughs> so at this point now, they both enter the ring. And at this point now, this is the point where I realized this is a death match. Because they grabbed... Because Romero grabbed... Oh, the plastic bat is what get, is what made it a death match? <laughs> yes, that was the most dangerous weapon in this match. Not the five light tubes taped together with duct tape to make no, a column wiffle. of light tubes that Romero picked up. Wiffle ball bat. proceed to smash over Fox's head. I was like, bat. oh, I was like, we, hold on here. This is a fun match, and you just suddenly brought light tubes here. Oh, yeah, we're, we're getting hardcore, baby. <laughs> oh, man. So then Romero goes to actually, like, hit Fox over the head because when he broke the light tubes over his head, the ends didn't break off one end. So he's going to hit, I think he's either going to, like, run the light tubes over his head or, like, hit him with them again. Fox just low blows him, grabs the light tubes, and just smashes the little bit over his head. And I was like, ooh. At this point now, Fox's shoulders and, like, head is cut open. Romero's bleeding from his head, too. Both of them are wearing just fucking blood all over. Yeah. (laughs) Fox presses. Now that presses his advantage, at this point, Romero's dazed after getting brained with some light tubes. He puts two chairs onto onto Romero's chest and then does his gravity-defying swanton that you and I have seen before, which is from all the way across the ring. He lands it right on Romero. It looks sick. Romero kicked out of it. The two then took turn hit turns hitting each other over the head with baking sheets, <laughs> or serving trays, whichever. You listen, prefer. it's ho- it, listen. It is the holidays coming up. Everyone's exactly. gonna be using those. <laughs> oh man! So at this point, then Romero's like, you know what? No, fuck the baby baking shit. This is baby shit. And he grabs the kendo stick, right? And he goes to hit Fox over the head with him. He hits him over the head, and Fox tries to like shield himself with the baking tray, but it's dented, so it doesn't really do anything for him. Romero then drops the kendo stick in his hand and says, hit me, right? Do so it. Fox does My favorite thing. But they're bleeding so much that wherever this kendo stick hits them, the kendo stick is covered in blood. Oh. Wherever they hit him. Like, there's a point where you can see where they where he's hit Romero, and I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yikes. I was like, all right, fuck it. And now one thing I have to note for anyone that wasn't paying attention, I said there were light tubes that got broken over someone's head. That means yep. that the ring currently is covered in glass that hasn't been moved yet. I feel like that's the most un- that's like the most like under like underappreciated thing in death matches is that mm-hmm. the ring just gets absolutely covered in glass. Absolutely. Cuz of these light tubes and it's nutty. Worst thing about this is so Fox then puts Romero in a coast to coast position with a chair propped up on his face, right? Yeah. He goes to he goes for it and Romero counts it by just hoifing the chair into Fox's face. <laughs> hits him in the face, right? Yeet. And I'm like, "Oh, that hurt." And then he 
fell like back first onto the glass in the ring, and I was like, "Oh, oh. no!" It's like, why would you do that? He said, no. "Yeet." <laughs> exactly. I think I have that written down that he does that because that will come up again. So, two, the both guys at this point are fucking exhausted. They're so they're none of them can capitalize enough. Yeah, to really. Actually, able to like take control again by putting up a chair. Like he just sets up a chair, pump kicks Romero in the face twice, which knocks him back into the chair, and he's sitting in the chair right now, right? Mm-hmm. Fox goes to gr- hit him again, and Romero just grabs him and just chucks him over his head all the way across, halfway across the ring, and just puts him through the chair that he was sitting in. Fox That's kicked insanity. out of it, by the way. Sucked again. Glass, because Romero had to fu- had to throw him backwards, so he landed in the glass again. Here's the point now where the match got a little bit creative and goofy, and I actually appreciated this. So Romero gets out a black, purplish bag, right? And everyone's thinking, including myself, it's thumbtacks, right? Why wouldn't you have thumbtacks? He pours out the bag, and it's not thumbtacks. It's gummy bears. Don't know why. And he, Romero had the same expression I would have. You could see it. Don't, just, don't know why. Fuck? Just because. Just like, felt like fuck? it. Who brought gummy bears to a weapons match? So he goes back into the ring. He grabs the the beer case I had before, and he dumps it out. And there's Legos in this one. I was like, all right. I'm like, we've now had territory where that will suck. Along with glass, too, by the way. Then he goes and gets another box. And found, he finds like this like normal square cardboard box. It's kind of like long, like horizontal-wise. And he dumps it out. And it's fucking bottle caps. Bottle caps? Yeah. That's so a new one. Filled with glass, Who? gummy bears, Legos, and bottle caps. That now made me think someone was like, what should I bring to the- my bottle cap collection? <laughs> <laughs> All of my rare bottle caps finally coming in handy. Finally. <laughs> I will watch a man's body get impaled by my bottle cap. So, 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 so to recap, like you said, there is now glass, yep. Legos, yep. and also bottle caps in the ring. Yep, and Fantastic. gummy bears. And gummy bears. Oh, because that's the worst one of them all right there. Mm-hmm. So the two then fight on the top rope because, of also course— Also, the sadistic fuck who brought Legos. I know. Like, fuck you, dude. Jesus. What an asshole. I... I'll Listen, never forget the day. We're trying to have a fun match. You're not trying to kill him. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. Those things are just a fucking... They're asking for trouble. Light tubes? I can forgive that. But Legos? Exactly. Jesus. Shame on you. <laughs> so the two fight over the top rope. Romero ends up getting knocked off onto the pile. Like, he thuds. There's bottle caps stuck in his back. I was like, oh. <laughs> so Romero then rolls out of the ring, and Fox goes to suicide diving with the chair. Kind of like... It's like a suicide dive slash, like a, you know, like AJ Styles' a phenomenal forearm. Mm-hmm. This is the point where Romero then swings at it. Oh, no, here's it is. Fox goes for a suicide dive. Romero, like, swings for the fence with the chair, but Fox sees it and stops, right? Mm-hmm. Fox is like, haha, I've outsmarted you. He then jumps onto the top rope, and then Romero yeets the chair and hits him in his face again. <laughs> and he just falls into the ring. And I was like, oh, you won't fool me again. Ah, oh, you fooled me again. <laughs> Like, I was like, he's like, ha-ha, I avoided getting swung in the face of the chair. And then he's like, well, the chair, I don't have to be holding the chair for it to hit you in the face. I sure do love, I always love that, uh, like, that spot of someone just, like, taking the chair and just being, like, right in somebody's yeah, head. Just right in their face. Like, yeah. it's just, it'll never cease to get a reaction in the In the vlog, there's a good video of that during the, uh, the Clusterfuck Battle Royal, where they were all sitting in the chairs punching each other. Oh, and then yeah. one guy goes, you know what? Fuck this. Takes a chair and just yeets it into somebody's head. It. <laughs> Love that. Oh, man. 
All right, so let's see. Then Romero and Fox try to do this creative spot where, like, he sets up these light tubes in front of Romero, right? Romero's kind of tied up in the ropes right now. Okay. And Romero... Oh, no, Romero, my bad. Fox is tied up. Romero's set up a bunch of light tubes in front of him. And he, like, bump, runs runs the ropes, and he runs into the ropes Romero's tied uh Fox is tied up on, right? Okay. And Fox kind of face plants, and it looks like he was supposed to face plant into the glass tubes because there's another set of tubes, but he only mm-hmm. pops, like, one or two. Yikes. The, the, yeah, the execution really isn't there, and I was like, oh, I'm like, that was kind of creative. I'm like, you get a 10 for creative, but you get a 5 for execution, unfortunately. So then they were, like, not wanting to waste good light tubes, though. Romero sets up Fox in the corner, and he puts the light tubes behind him. He goes to cannonball for them, and Fox, of course, rolls out of the way, so Romero just cannonballs himself into the light tubes. Okay. Socks. Then we get to a point in this match where I wasn't the most excited... The, the camera's just kind of sitting at Fox, who's recovering in the corner. He's bleeding, and it's longer than I thought. And I'm like, what the fuck is we doing? I'm like, why, why are we not hurting each other with, like... What, what the fuck is we doing? What are we doing here? Give me more weapons. Then the camera finally pans, and I see that Romero is currently moving the light tube table contraption I told you about before from the outside into the ring. Which makes sense, because the light tubes are pulled together with duct tape. Yeah. So you don't want them to break. No, definitely not. So Romero gets the table up, the, the light tubes are still on the ground, and uh, as he turns around to get the light tubes, Fox pops up from the corner, like straight up like HBK's this shit, <laughs> and just kicks him in the face. Jesus. And then he sets him up on the table, like face down, he goes up to the top, and Romero gets up and just claps him in the chest. Yikes. It sucked. He then grabbed him in a military press and tried to throw him off the top rope onto the table, but Fox flipped and landed. Whoa. And as Romero goes towards the table to get him, Fox drop kicks his knee, and he causes him to just face first into the table. So then Fox sets up the 35 light tubes onto this table, and he he goes to put Romero through. I think he goes for, like, his cutter. Is that overkill? Is 35 light tubes overkill? Probably on through a table, along with the ring that's still covered in all the shit that's still on the ground. (laughs) Probably. Just put it like a, just put like under the table. Put like a little bit of each. Just like a handful of Legos, handful of gummy bears, yeah. <laughs> handful of bottle caps, handful of glass. Mm-hmm. And finally, after all this punishment, they put themselves through. Romero gets Fox up on his shoulders and delivers a Death Valley driver and puts him through the table Jesus for the pin. Christ. <sighs> this match was a fucking wild ride that i will mark out for any day of the week because i came into this match thinking i was going to get some entertainer like fun comedy version of a match and i ended up getting a hardcore match with all the creativity i wanted i will say though i have one singular complaint about this match that is not on the wrestler's fault it is unfortunately on the video's fault audio in this match is not friendly to headphone users the left headphone gets no sound as far as i can tell and the right oh, headphone got all the that's sound. so deeply upsetting so you to, have to listen to, to this two match with a to two podcasters. That's so deeply upsetting. Oh, can you imagine me? I was like, the hell! I was like, it's like what is I, this? I accidentally did that to one of uh, a long time ago. I, I accidentally did that to one of our hit the books episodes, and it drives mm-hmm. me and it drove me insane. And I felt so bad to do it to people. It's, I literally was just like, I I, I was like, I'm watching this without headphones. I'm like, I, I'm like, I this match stipulation is too cool for me not to do it. And so if you watch this match and you decide to go out and watch it, just just use it with speakers. <laughs> yeah, fair oh, enough. Oh, that match was. 
I came in expecting, like, baby's first hardcore match with, like, a bit of creativity. Not <laughs> baby's first hardcore match. Not not this amazing cluster fuck of a match that was just... I loved it. I loved how creative both guys got. There were some weapon spots here that I didn't entirely mention because, you know, there's some sprinkled in there. I didn't want to spoil everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Whew. So, uh, Mikey, what, what do you got to top that one? All right. So, my next match, I don't know if it's going to top that one, but it's pretty good still. So, my next match is from Southside Wrestling for the Southside Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Southside, and it is okay. it is the champions, Jaya Brookside okay. from NXT UK now. Okay. And Sean Custom. Sean Custom. Taking on Mike Bailey and Veda Scott. Oh. Yeah. So this is matches for the Southside Tag Team titles. The current champions are Zaya Brookside and Sean Custom. Mm-hmm. And Bailey and Veda Scott are the challengers. Uh, okay. This this match starts off, it is, the first two competitors are Sean Custom and Veda Scott in the ring. Mm-hmm. And the the best way, oh, okay, real quick, actually, before this match starts, real quick. Uh, I, just wanted, I just wanted to note that Zaya Brookside... It didn't show the full entrance, but it showed, like, the tail end of the entrance where they're still in the ring. Okay. Uh, Zaya Brookside and Sean Custom entered to High School Musical. Wait, what? They had a song from High School Musical as their entrance music. Uh, it was the soaring, oh, flying. <laughs> yeah, they entered to that song, which I thought was hilarious. Anyway. Oh, my God. Uh, Continue. So this match starts off, like I said, with Veda Scott and Sean Custom in the ring, and this match only starts off the the what I wrote down in my notes here is Veda Scott trying her best. Oh, because <laughs> she's like doing her best to like get into test of strengths and doing takedowns to Sean Custom, who is just absolutely no selling everything. Oh my god! <laughs> like she's trying to take him down. He's just like. Just shrugging his shoulders, like, what is she doing? This poor... However... How dare you? However, there is one point where she does finally get some offense, and it hits him with the Hurricane Rana, and the match actually starts. Uh, they start beating up on each other. She starts getting her offense in. She hits him with a big Hurricane Rana, a couple of uh, arm drags. And then uh, Scott's a little, like, uh, like a little bit... Uh, what's the word? Like, kind of, like, disoriented by that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, whoa, 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 wasn't expecting that. So he tags in, he tags in Zybrook, side, and then um, Scott tags in Bailey. So we have Bailey and Brookside in the ring now. And they yeah. start off, oh boy, these two know how to fucking wrestle, bro. Nice. These, these two put on some of the most, just like right off the bat, just got into some of the most insane sequences I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, these, let's go. Bro, these two absolutely killed it uh like they just started going off brookside and bailey immediate um, like immediately get in the ring like squaring each other up bailey trips or bailey trips brookside bounces off the ropes immediately rolls over the top of her brookside comes back bailey does a leapfrog underneath again uh then brookside hits like a crazy roundabout arm drag right Ooh. back into a hurricane rana to which bailey reverses by doing a cartwheel and landing on his feet and now they're eye to eye again that's how these oh. two start off in the ring wow right off the bat that's how that's that's the 
first sequence these two do. Damn. It's wild. And then they keep going. <laughs> they like they drop kick each other and then <laughs> Brookside hits a drop kick. And that was like, it, it's just these two go off. Like these two like were like, okay, yeah, that was a cool little thing you guys did, but now it's our fucking turn. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they just go insane. There's some there's some there's some sweet double team action from uh Brookside and Sean Costum on Bailey, and then also uh, Bailey and Scott bring it back, and also hit some good, great tag team moves. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, there's one issue I have with this match. Again, it's like you; it's not with the wrestling; it's more about production value. There's commentary in this match. Yeah, but there's no mic for commentary for like the the video. Oh, and either there isn't any, or it's just very low. Because I can't, I like, I can, like, you can hear commentary, but you have, I cannot hear a word they're saying. Oh. Not a single word the commentator is saying. But you can tell he's commentating, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think it's like, I think it's like he was just commentating, like, at the event, and just whatever the microphone picked up is what we got. Mm-hmm. But most, what we got mostly was, like, ring noise and fan noise, and, like, the commentary was just, like, in the background, background. Like, you can barely hear it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it sucked because I was like, I was like, oh, they could be saying like cool story stuff or interesting stuff or like stuff to build this match a little bit more, and I can't hear anything about it. That's a little annoying. Hmm. Um, a little later in this match, Bailey and Sean Custom hit a cool sequence as well. Bailey is just a wild wrestler. He's just so good at what he does. So he he can he he can run a good match with literally anybody. He's amazing. Yeah, he's a beast, dude. Um. Yeah, so Bailey and Custom hit an awesome sequence. That's really sweet. Uh, what I noticed in this match is there is a lot of people who sure do know how to kick good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with Mike Bailey. Brookside, one Brookside, Brookside has Brookside's got awesome kicks. Bailey's got awesome kicks. Uh, Custom's got awesome kicks. Vader's even got some kicks in there. Like this match, this is a match full of people who are very good at kicking other people. Just kick. Yeah. Uh, the the one problem I did have with this match is that it kind of had the same problem, not as intense, but it had that same problem as we had a couple weeks ago with the the Rascals match. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's just chaotic. Yeah, it's just like wild, like it's just too chaotic, and you don't know what happened. That makes sense. Like, you don't really know what was going on because like the entire time everyone was in the ring, kind of just hitting each other, and mm-hmm. there was no order to it at all. I got you, um, but it was it was still very like it wasn't like it wasn't like too crazy that you couldn't tell what was going on. It was like it was chaos, but like I do wish there was a little bit more like actual tag teaming thing, you know. But it was it was fine. All right, uh, but this match does turn out uh, with Jaya Lee and Sh- or Jaya Brookside, sorry, and Sean Custom getting the win and retaining their titles over Bailey and Veda Scott. Uh, this match was awesome. Sounds two, fun. Yeah, these two teams really, really went at it. Uh, it looked to me, it looked to me as though Veda Scott was a little bit green in this match. Mm. Maybe it was when, like she first started wrestling or something because it seemed like uh, she, like it was, I didn't, I, she, she was not bad. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. she wasn't gotcha. bad in the slightest. She just, it just looked a little bit green. Like you could tell a gotcha. bit, you know, that uh. 
that it wasn't it wasn't as polished as it could have been, but mm-hmm. still very good. She still did a great job. Uh, Bailey did a great job. Everybody did a great job in this match, and it was awesome. Uh, I'm gonna give it a high meh though. I don't know if it broke that mark out spot that mark out meter for me. Mm. Uh, it was good. It was really good, but I don't know if it was like amazing. You know. Gotcha. I think I'll I'll put it in the high meh category. I was kind of flip flopping on this match between mark out and like very high in the meh scale, but like I think I'm gonna keep it in the middle there with uh with that because like I said, it wasn't it didn't give me like that that feeling mm. after you watch a mark out match, but it was still very good. Don't get, it was still a very good match and I still enjoyed it a lot. So go check that out. Uh, Zaya Brookside, Sean Custom versus Mike Bailey and Beta Scott from Southside Wrestling. We'll tweet out the link later when the episode. Well, sorry, this episode is live. I don't know what I'm saying. The link should be on our Twitter over at uh, countoutpod.com where we have the whole the link to this episode and the whole thread underneath with all the with all the video links and stuff for all the matches we watched. Correct. So go check that out uh, if you want to watch this match. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. So that's that's me for that match. Uh, Zach, what's your next one, buddy? Um, I already have my two, Brew. Oh, right. We both did our two. Sorry. Let's get into the match we both watched this week. You picked this one this week. I, I picked this one. This was a match I was very excited to finally to finally talk about with you. This is uh, this match. one of my favorite matches of all time. This That's is Gentleman Jervis taking on Orange Cassidy. Two of my favorite wrestlers at Rest. Yeah, they're going on at Wrestle Circus for the now vacant uh, sideshow title. That's it. Uh, because they they said who had it. I think it was Brian Cage, which is interesting. Yes, Cage was had the it. Sideshow champion. I had to relinquish it for some reason, and so it was vacant. And the Cassidy Jervis match became for the sideshow championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, I've seen this match like four or five times by now. Uh, you... I, I I just really want to talk about it. So what? Let, let's let's get your thoughts on the match because I think okay. I've talked. I may have talked about this on the podcast at some point. At, on, I will uh, state this: you've shown me parts of this match way, 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 way back when I was watching. I think it was AEW Revolution with you. Mm-hmm. It was after we the pay per view finished because it was after Orange Cassidy had his match with uh, Pack, and you showed me this match. But you showed me it for like a bit. So I didn't have any going going into this match. I literally had only one recollection of a single spot, which happened at the end, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I loved, first off, the crowd was white hot for this match. Oh, everyone in this crowd loved. Everyone in this crowd was hyped for Jervis, which is always great to see. Everyone was hyped when Cassie showed up, so I was like, good. I'm like, yes, excellent. Make me excited for this match that I'm already yes, excited for. Excellent. <laughs> exactly. So, um,. I thought that the uh, Jervis just wrestling Cassidy right out the bat and him giving the half hug was just nice because this match is basically a match of two characters. I just love I, I love, love Ca- I love Cassidy like reciprocating the hug kind of. Yeah, it's like a halfway like yeah. just touching like the middle like, of his yep. back. Good, good, yep, yep. <laughs> I uh, I enjoyed the parts where throughout this match where Jervis kept trying to wrestle and Orange just kind of avoided it by not trying. Mm-hmm. Like when Jervis has him like in like a leg lock and he just steps out of it. Or, like, he tries to, like, grab him, but he just slips out of it. I'm just, like, I'm like the classic Orange Cassidy. My, one of my favorite points this match is, like, Orange does, like, a roll and his shades come off. Yeah. And the crowd starts demanding that Jervis puts the shades back on Orange's face. 
So he does. Because of course he's he does. Because he's a gentleman. gentleman. He is a gentleman, and that's what he does, man. But what gets me most is that the crowd started chanting, holy shit, and then he asked them to say poop instead because kids could be watching. So then for the rest of and this match, <laughs> that was the chant. It was just holy poop. Which was so funny. I love oh, that. It's so good. This whole match is so good. One of my low-key favorite parts is in the beginning where Cassidy kept putting his hands in his pockets and Jervis <laughs> tried to stop him, and he, and he like, he, like, spits on his hands and like rubs them together like an old-timey strong man he's like exactly <laughs> he goes to, like yank him out but he can't i i actually laughed quite a bit for the leapfrog spot where jervis goes to <laughs> jump him in the air and orange cassie walks towards him and just crawls beneath his legs you know oh man they had another they had another spot like that early uh a little bit later where Cassidy keeps rolling under Jervis and Jervis keeps hopping over him <laughs> and and commentary sold it like so funny. Yeah. <laughs> They're like and a leapfrog. And a leapfrog? And another leapfrog. leapfrog. And he goes over. Mm-hmm. And he goes over. Mm-hmm. And he and over. And like it was just like he kept saying this I don't know I don't know exactly what he said. Uh if he, maybe you could maybe you could pull that up for me real quick. Of course. I don't, I don't know exactly what they said, but it was like really funny because they just kept saying the same thing over and over again. Because <laughs> it was just Orange Cassidy just like rolling underneath Jervis as he was bouncing off the ropes back and forth, oh back and forth, God. back and forth. And then at one point, Cassidy is just laying in the middle of the ring, and Jervis is just running, jumping over him, bouncing off the ropes, running, jumping over him, and just keeps going just... back and forth until eventually he's like, "Wait a minute." Laying yeah, he's there. like, <laughs> he's like at one point he's like he's skipping at one point across him, and then, he, and then he's like, "Wait a second. It's just so funny how Jervis just kept it going. Like, <laughs> commentary keeps saying drop down. Dro- oh yeah, drop, drop down. down. No drop, drop down, drop down, drop down. They're just saying drop, drop down. down over and over. Yeah, again. it was so funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love the, I love the preemptive before this that spot. Jervis knocks Orange Cassidy down. He actually looks surprised. He's like, oh shit, I actually knocked him down. And then then that happens. <laughs> There's a point where the crowd started chanting, this is wrestling. And yes. I was like, you're damn right it is. I'm like, this is peak wrestling right here. You're, absol- in, you're absolutely right it is. There are two spectrums of res- of wrestling where you have the super technical, hard, like acrobatic stuff. And then you have the comedy. This is the farthest in the comedy section that you can get to. And this was, for me, this is such an awesome example of a good comedy match. It's hilarious. There are so, parts of this that are so funny. This is it's very peak it's peak Orange Cassidy, it's peak Jervis. It's very, very good. Um there is one spot where I feel like we would be it would be a crime not to talk about uh can we talk about Jervis rocking Cassidy to sleep? This is the spot that I actually remembered and it was when this point that I realized I had seen this spot before because this is the most ridiculous and entertaining spot i've ever seen please please set him up for the for what this spot is so what had happened was orange cassidy was bouncing off the ropes and jervis like picks him up and scoops him up and catches him and it looks like he's going for like a backbreaker or something he's like trying to get in position and then all of a sudden jervis has him in the right position and then just starts rocking him back and forth and cassidy just falls asleep in jervis's arms and Jervis lays him on the ground, tells the crowd to shush a little bit, and, like, slowly puts his hands on his chest for the pin. And then the ref sells it even more by doing a very quiet count. He's like, one, one two. And he's, like, not slamming his hand on the mat at all. <laughs> and then Orange kicks out, 
Because he, like, he quote-unquote kicks out because while the, the two count is coming down, he, like, rolls on his side and, like, starts sucking his thumb and his shoulder mm. is up. And the, the, the commentator's oh like, he kicked out. And he's like, no, I don't think he did. I think he just changed positions. <laughs> he's still asleep. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, and then oh he kept uh, – and then Jervis almost got pinned. Because he was trying yeah. to pin Cassidy, and Cassidy rolled over again and got him in, like, oh the crucifix God. pin, and Jervis had to kick out. Oh, then Jervis goes was... Jervis goes underneath the ring. Sorry, go ahead. It was this part right here. It was like, Jervis went underneath the ring, and my brain was like, what is he going to get? And then he pulled out a blanket and pillow, and I was like, of course he's going to get a blanket and pillow. What else would he get at this point? <laughs> just puts him, he just, like, tucks Cassidy in, goes to pin him, and then the ref fucking goes to sneeze. He and goes, wakes he goes him to up. two, and then he goes to sneeze. Jervis like does the old school cartoon thing where he like has to plug his nose with his finger. Oh my god! I was like, oh, and then Cassidy once he wakes up just like kicks up. He kicks like, he kicks up, and then they have a great after that. They actually have like a really great sequence of chain wrestling that I thought I was like, damn, like all right. Yeah, they actually like, like really like, once that happened, they really kicked it up a notch and took it to the next level. Uh, I really like I like. And it was like it went from comedy to like a real wrestling match so fast. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not gonna lie, the 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 the, uh, the finish kind of caught me off guard. I'll agree with that. The finish, in case you want to know, was a roll up. It was a Hurricane Rana roll up, if I recall correctly, for being yeah, specific. Yeah, they, they were like they were like bouncing back and forth on roll ups. They were like rolling. Yes. It was like Cassidy had Jervis, Jervis reversed, and then he had Cassidy, then Cassidy had Jervis again, and it was back and forth. Uh, Jervis finally got the upper hand and gets the one, two, three. I have it written down here. I was. Well, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not expecting what the what the win, what the finish of this match would be. But I don't know what I was expecting the finish of this match to be. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, Jervis is getting the one, two, three with that roll up, winning the sideshow championship from Wrestle Circus. Uh, Zach, what's your rating on this match, buddy? Oh man. This isn't my type of match that I look for, but I had a hell of a lot of fun. I want to give this match either a high meh or a markout, but I think I'm going to give it a markout just because not only was this comedy match funny and entertaining, it didn't miss the mark like some other comedy matches that I've seen on here where I was like, eh, like this that was as gold, good as it could have been. Gold standard for a comedy match, I think. This is like, this is exactly what you want your comedy matches to be like. Pretty much, yeah. Like this, this is what I will like. I, it's like I may not have. Loved it as much as you probably did, but I have to acknowledge this is a very well put together match. I gave this match a mark out, obviously. Of course. I, how could I not? Two of my favorites. This match was just great. It was such a good comedy match. It was so. It hit everything I look for in a comedy match. It was just fun. It was. It made me laugh. I was loving it. Like, I couldn't. Like, I always. Like, I always love this match. This match always just makes me smile. It puts a huge smile on my face. And what else? Can, what more can you ask for, you know? It's a good way of describing this match. Just a smile on your face. Yeah, it's just. Ha- it's just like. It's just fun. You know? It's just good, clean fun. Like, there's mm-hmm. no. There's no crazy spots where it looks like someone might have gotten injured. There's no. Like. There's not, like, crimson mess. There's not, like. Some bot. There's not, like, any botches. It's not chain wrestling it's not so technical it's just fun like it's just good wholesome fun and it's like i don't there's just something so special about that these days you know like i feel like a lot of wrestlers are trying to push the ante on like 
really trying to raise the bar, you know, on, like, the flashiness, the wow factor, the OMG moments. Like, sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you just have a good, fun match, and it's fine, and it's great, and everyone's going to love it, and I sure did. So I give this match a mark out for me. Easy. Hmm. I mean, of course. I enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah, me too. Uh, One of my favorites. So, Zach, we reviewed all the matches we had this week. We reviewed our two matches. We reviewed our two matches each. We reviewed the one we brought together, we watched together. So now that brings us to our segment, The Double Dab, where we take a look at some matches from last week, give them a quick revisit, see them through each other's eyes, and, uh, you know, give give our own ratings to matches we haven't seen yet. So, Mm -hmm. Zach, I believe last week to watch, I gave you Alley Cat, Chris Statlander, and Ashley Vox taking on uh, the Main State Posse, correct? You did. What do you think uh, about that match? This match was just pure and simple fun. I really liked... Um, I, I'll say this. Some, one of the spots I really liked, but this probably reflects on my type of wrestling that I like. I love when Aiden Agro was just beating the crap out of Vox because all the strikes just looked really good. And I was just like, wow. I was like, I we went from Alley Cat and... I can't remember his name right now. The um, the air, the um, the spot where they're trying to like put their finger in each other's ears. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're, where they're putting their fingers. We in went each from that to this guy just destroying this woman with punches and kicks, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, like, it gets it gets like funny to like brutal in like a second. Mm-hmm. I thought the suicide dive spot was as enjoyable as you described it, with them being like, "Come on, you can do it," and then just Larry turn the face. Yeah, I like. I for me, I just like the fact that even the main state posse was like, "Yeah, come on, just suicide dive onto us. Don't worry about it." Like, <laughs> just and then wham. Yeah. Uh, I also enjoyed the uh, the tag team maneuvers of main state posse, specifically the Enziguri backbreaker into senton spot that you told me about. That right? Was Wasn't that crazy? Awesome. Uh, I enjoyed also how everyone was committed to each other's gimmick because otherwise yes. this match would not have been nearly as good as it would have been. I agree. I think, fact, I think that the commitment was a big part of it. The fact that one of the guys decided to come in with tinfoil on his head looking... To block Chris Atlanta's powers. And telling the ref it blocks her powers, followed by the ref looking at him like he was absolutely out of his mind, I thought was... I, I was like, that's the commitment that it I It was made. so good. They just, sell, they just sell each other so well. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, with all that in mind, your description, your uh, comment on the rating for this match was pretty relevant to me. Okay, I wasn't, which, wait, I'm going to need you to remind me. Yeah. You said in this match, if you like gimmicks in this match, you will love this match. But if you're not too into the gimmicks, the match is fine. Yeah. And that's how I felt about this match. I wasn't too into some of the gimmicks of this match, so I didn't love it as much as you. But it was a fine match. Yeah. I had fun. I came out of it the other side going like, yeah, I enjoyed myself. I would say, I, like, like, it was very gimmick heavy, but the wrestling wasn't bad. Yeah, the wrestling was very bad. good wrestling. I wasn't like... For me, at least, I wasn't off my feet. But at the end, when I finished the match, I was like, "Yeah, it's good." I liked it. So a lot. I will give this match a meh. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's very uh, gimmick heavy, and I and I totally get that how some people might not be into that. Mm-hmm. Now I believe for you, I gave you Jordan Grace versus John Silver's. Yes, week. you gave me you gave me thick versus thicker. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is you gave me Jordan Grace versus John Silver from Beyond Wrestling. Heavy, uh, heavy lies the crown. Yes. This match. It was great. It was very good. 
Uh, John Silver is a gigantic dickhead. <laughs> I love obnoxious Silver. I, I'm he, starting to catch up on AEW. He's so good in it. So obnoxious, dude. He was so obnoxious this whole match. Mm. He was being a complete dickhead. But, oh, my God, do his hits hit hard, man. Oh, yeah. Every time he got off a move, it made me flinch. I was like, that looks like it hurts. Yep. Can't there, was, there was one, one – one specific that got me is the big bicycle kick he does. Oh, whoo! Damn, yeah. <laughs> it looked like he kicked right through Jordan's head, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Uh, I mean, that's why I said, like, for me, it was so weird seeing Jordan get just manhandled. I was like, what is this universe I live in? Yeah, dude. It's usually uh, the opposite. There was some. There was some big comeback. There was a big comeback by Grace uh, a little bit earlier, like early in the match. Where she finally comes back, gets some offense in, and beats the hell out of Silver. Throws mm. him around, tosses him around. I love her uh, her sequence that she does from in the corner. Oh, uh, okay. With like the diving, the diving uppercut, like, yeah, sliding uppercut. Oh, it's so cool. Um, and then one point where uh, Silver is like kicking her and her hits over the suplex, and she's like, "Come on, hit me with more." She like gets up and like hulks up, and she's like, "Get me with more, do it." Uh, I love that. Uh, and Silver, of course, stays brutal and just kicks the crap out of her. Just destroys uh, her. Yeah. Uh, I know Silver ended up winning this match, uh, which even even though we, we went over the result last week, still surprised me. I thought Jordan was going to be really play the underdog here. Same. And come out with a win. But Silver gets the victory, and then he's an extra bit of an asshole after the match when he when he does the hand raise and ends up just clotheslining Jordan again for no fucking reason. It always gets me when he runs around the ring celebrating the refs, like, trying to dive out, and he just kicks the ref out of the ring as he's going out, like, get out of here, yeah, I'm the best. Yeah. I that's love the, it so That's much. the funniest, when he, when he does something, when he does something, like, bad, and he just, like, runs around in the ring, like, like a stupid little giggle, like, yeah, like ooh, oh, that must have hurt, shouldn't it? Let me kick you again. He was like a fucking idiot. Like he's just running around the ring. It's so good. So it's so good. It's so funny. So good. Uh, but I also liked MJF on commentary, really selling that the fact that John Silver was just a gigantic asshole, mm-hmm. and MJF, MJF was just crazy. loving it. Yeah, I love. I still will never get over him saying like, "Don't you dare shake her hand. I will lose so much respect if you shake her hand." And then he's like, oh, my God. And she Larry's like, yeah. He hit the clothesline, and he was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we like, see here. Wow, it's like, MJF, can you be any more of a dickhead? Mm, give, him, give him a bar low enough, and he'll find a way to go lower somehow. So I get so for me, uh, I really like this match a lot. But I don't know if it hit – like I said, I don't know if it hit that mark out point for me. Mm. Uh, I thought it was fun. I had a good time. I thought it was uh, funny to see how much of a dickhead John Silver was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was cool to see Jordan Grace really show herself in this match too. Mm-hmm. And I gave this match a high meh. It was fine to me. I I, it, it, it didn't it didn't break that 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 barrier for me of the mark out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. I liked it a lot. Don't get me wrong. Definitely go check it out if you can. Like I said, go check out on Twitter. We'll have all the links there for you to watch all these matches. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to go see it, go check it out. I don't. It's definitely not a waste of time. Definitely not a miss out. Just just good wrestling. Wrestling. Good wrestling, good character work. Well, Zach, I think that brings us to the end of this episode of Independent Waters. Mm. We went through all of our matches. We went through the double down. We gave all of our ratings. So, 
if you want to support this podcast, go over to iTunes, go over to our, go find our feed and give us that five star review. Tell us what you think about the podcast. Five star reviews really help a budding a budding growing podcast like ourselves who are only in episode ten. So we would love for that. We'd love for you to give us a five star review. Uh, and even if you want, leave a comment, leave a leave a review. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we could do better. Tell us what we're doing good. Tell us what you don't like. Stuff like that. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys. We'd love to hear from fans. Like we 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 love doing the show. We want you to love hearing the show. So let us know what you think. Um, Amen. Yeah, and go go to our website over at countoutpod.com where you can find everything to do with this podcast and every podcast on the Countout Wrestling Network. Uh, podcasts such as Hit the Books where me and Ryan Knightsey book SmackDown and Raw every week. We just started Season 4 with brand new rosters, so go check that out. It's a great great point to jump in because uh, we, we're basically starting fresh, and we're building towards Survivor Series now too, so get, getting those teams together, you know? Mm. Yeah, so go check that out every Friday here on the Count Out Wrestling Network and on its own separate feed, hit, on its own separate Hit the Books feed. And if you're interested in more New Japan stuff, you could go take a listen to Ryan Knightsey's new podcast, which comes out every other Monday, called G1 and Only, where he talks about uh, wrestlers who only competed in the G1 Supercard one time and one time only. He talks about their runs and how they did in that G1. It's really, really cool, really informative, very very documentary style. Uh, it's really, really cool. Go check it out. I highly recommend it. That comes out every other Monday. A uh, new episode just came out right before this episode, so go find that. He has – I think that's a that's an episode with, like, six different wrestlers, I think, he talked about in that match. Oh, so that's a long – that, that's a long episode, but it's going to be really good. Episode. Yeah, big boy episode, so go check that out. Um, and you can go subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want where we have some video content. We have our video version of our draft for Hit the Books. We have vlogs from when me, Zach, and Ryan all went to Indy and went to the Collective together. We have a uh, travel vlog from when we got there. We have some uh, 2K outcomes where we do commentary. So go check out our YouTube channel at Count Out, the Count Out Podcast over there. Uh, go subscribe. You can find video versions of all the podcasts as well. I believe that is all of the plugs I can possibly do for all of the shows here on the Count Out Network. So stay tuned. Oh, go follow us on Twitter, uh, Twitter at Count Out Pod. We can find everything that has to do with these podcasts, all of our thoughts on the wrestling world and the world in general. Uh, we love tweeting. We love interacting with people on Twitter. So go check us out over there at Count Out Pod. Mm. Zach, anything to plug, buddy? Nope. Always, I'm gonna get him one day, guys. I promise. One day, one Zach's gonna just one day Zach's gonna have a, like a link tree and just have a bunch of all of his all of his yeah, stuff. Just have like a me. list. Yeah, he's gonna have a list. You're gonna be like, well, I have an Instagram, now I have a Facebook, I have a Patreon. <laughs> like, <laughs> be like what? I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the end of this episode of Independent Waters. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We hoped you liked all the matches. Uh, Go check them out for yourselves. And remember, there's a gigantic sea of independent wrestling out there. So never stop exploring.
This has been a Countout Podcast.